0: Everybody to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. And tonight, Kelleck and I are bringing you some folklore, some interesting facts, and fun little fiction, mythology things, whichever you decide to call it, and folklore from Ireland in the Fur Blogs. Box. Fur Box. Fur Box. Yes. That thing, that right there, that's how you say (laughs) that. And uh, if they are actually real peoples, and we have both come to the conclusion that they are indeed real actual peoples of the Isles, the Emerald Isles.
1: And these peoples, so when we first started this, I I saw them as these like mystical, magical people. And so I was like, this is perfect. And then <laughs> then it turns out that they're just ordinary people, I guess. Sort of. Sort of.
0: We'll they're magical people. I they're, think they're magical people.
1: They but okay. Is it oh. that they are magical people in the fact that they are born with the innate ability for magic? Or are they magical people because they trained themselves and taught themselves magic?
0: D. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and let's not also like slide in there that they're also giants. Is it? They're giants. Are,
1: there are giants involved. There will be giants. <laughs> but those are a different group of people which we will get into as well later on
0: so giants <laughs> more giants more giants oh. i don't understand where why most of the like ancient peoples are giants or a form thereof
1: okay so i think it has something to do with the time period
0: Well, yeah, I think we did cover the scientific aspect of that about like the atmosphere and the amount of oxygen right, and stuff like that. So it made people live longer and also be big boys, big boys and girls.
1: Right. And there was other like gravitational differences and this and that and that sort of thing. But this goes way back. Like the story of Ireland literally starts out. Like, we'll just say it, th- we'll put it this way. 40 days yeah. before Noah's flood, before the before great the deluge. Flood. Now, yeah. why 40 days, you might ask? Because that <laughs> seems oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, do you, should you say it or should I? Oh, you go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. And so okay. in the origins of the book, of the Takings of Ireland. It is said that I'm going to call her cesaire because I don't know how to pronounce it. But it's C-E-S-S-A-I-R. Cessair. Now, phonetically, that sounds right. But for those who know, Gaelic sounds nothing like it actually looks on paper.
0: It sure don't.
1: So we're going off of what it looks like because I don't know about you, but I don't speak Gaelic.
0: I I don't either. I tried. I'm still learning. I do know that it sounds very Elvish, mm-hmm. like he based the Elven uh, language off of a form of Gaelic. But like it's you got ghs and gch's in there, uh, sounding like. <laughs> And then you've and, got some of them. To, <laughs> yeah, you put them together and it's very guttural. <laughs> but then you've got other ones that you would think it would make that sound, but it doesn't. It's actually very soft. So it goes into like a <sighs> sound. So it's a guessing game for me. <laughs> I have totally to guess is. what sound we're making today. But I'm going to go with you on this one and say Cesare. All right. So so starting with Césaire, uh,
1: she was the granddaughter of Noah, like Noah's Ark, Noah's Flood, Noah. And while uh, you had like the Epic of Gilgamesh going on in Sumeria, this is what was going on in Ireland. So Césaire, uh, 40 days before The Great Deluge landed on Ireland, landed on the island of Ireland with uh, 50 women and three men. And she had been denied access to the Ark. So she left and found her own way and found her way to Ireland. And they were going to populate this beautiful land of greenery and rainbows and sunshine.
0: And unicorn poop. <laughs> and Skittles.
1: And then something happened. Both yeah. of the guy, two of the three men died.
0: And the third guy was like, 50 wives? Squeeze me? Nah, man, I'm out. I ain't doing this. He, <laughs> he was like,
1: this is too much responsibility. <laughs> and he was like, I'm out. And he Can't turned in and he transformed himself into a salmon and escaped. Dipped out. Like, nope,
0: I'm out. We're done. Just like, man, just like responsibilities, (laughs) responsibilities. I can't do responsibilities. I'm not ready to be an adult.
1: (laughs) And poor Cesare died of a broken heart.
0: That's one version of it, yeah.
1: the other women died of, well, the flood.
0: (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) Because, (laughs) you know, the flood, it kills everybody. But uh, yeah, so that was the first quote unquote invasion of Ireland. Now, this is the book of invasions. So there were, I think there was like a total of what, nine? But the ones that we're going to be covering here are more so like the first five or six.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it it involves the people that we want to talk about. And by yes. the way, I looked it up, and the way you pronounce it is Cessor. "cesser," "cesser," As right. we would say air, because obviously A-I-R is air. That's Cessair. That's Cessair for us. But it's "cesser" is how you pronounce it. Yep. And if you go into – that's the, the one that – That Kellec just brought up. That's one version. There's different versions of it. I mean, it all has the same baseline. But for Irish myths and legends, she is considered a goddess who brought the boat of 50 women to Ireland and sailed for seven years to reach it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's really cool. And uh, let's see. They were the earliest and first people to... uh, inhabit ireland and then we'll get into the to the next peoples that some of these are really super excited about <laughs> well you know?
1: i'll tell you what i'll i'll cover the second one the first one it, it was kind of a, a a quick we got boots on the ground and then the flood happened so bearish <laughs> it didn't it's kind of anticlimactic in a very climactic way but <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, Do you know that she was refused entry onto the Ark by her grandfather? And yeah. then decided to create three arcs of her own? Three. Right. Well, how long did it take Noah to create one? And Cesar is over here. You know what? I'm gonna top that. I made three. Well,
1: so here's the thing about that though. Noah's got like all the animals. He's like truth. He's harboring everything. And he's like, listen, I got two of everything in the, on the planet in my boat. I can't squeeze another person in. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I love you. You're fam. But no. Yeah. So.
0: you yeah. deuces. Bye. So
1: the first invasion of Ireland was kind of a letdown. And it didn't actually amount to anything. The second invasion of Ireland was the Partholon invasion, and this came about 300 years after the flood. So, uh, 300 years after Caesar, is it Caesar? Yeah, it's Caesar. Okay, <laughs> making sure I yeah, got pronounced. Yeah, it's
0: pronounced. It's pronounced S E S S E R Caesar. Caesar. Okay. So.
1: Yeah. 300 years after Caesar. So basically like for us, it'd be like the writing of the independence, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of at that point. And we've got the Parthalon, and they were, it was a, the, it was Parthelon and eight other travelers, four men and four women. Uh, once they arrived, They got to work cleaning, clearing the plains, cutting down forests, and driving away all the wild beasts to tame the land of Ireland and make it a quote-unquote civilized place.
0: It was already civilized. This is why people keep dying over there, because you chased off all the beasts. Now they can't go hunting. Right? And exactly what is
1: civilized?
0: Right? And do we have to talk about the potato famine, (laughs) y'all? I mean... Look here. Okay. I know y'all came and saw and was like, this has great potential, and then you took the potential away. That's yep. all I'm saying. So they, <laughs> so, so they
1: flourished for 300 years. So we're looking at, what, 600 AD now, or BCE? No, uh, it was uh, BC it was, was it CE?
0: I thought it was BC. Is
1: it BC?
0: I don't yeah. know. pretty sure it
1: was bc so 300 No, wait not what am i talking about bc it's 300 years after the flood not 300 years after christ
0: yeah my bad
1: (laughs) major brain fart there
0: that's all right that's all right (laughs) it happens we all have them i have them constantly (laughs) all the time but
1: yes so they reigned for 300 years and then the quasi-human race the Fomorians, showed up oh these mother truckers These guys were something else. Some say they were strikingly beautiful, and others say they were terrifyingly scary. Mm -hmm. I vote for the terrifyingly scary because, you know, they, some of them had one eye, some of them had one arm, some of them had one leg, some of them had the heads of a goat. Yeah. And pretty much all of them were... Um, magic users, yes. I guess. Yes,
0: they were magic users. Bloodthirsty and warrior giants.
1: They were the giants. These yeah. guys were the giants, and they were brutal and cruel, and we also think they might have been the Jotuns.
0: It was crazy. Yeah, they were compared to the Jotuns. They were. And the funny thing about all of this is, and we're going to get to it here in just a second, because you know, where do Jotuns come from? The term "yotons," we've covered this. We covered this when we were talking about Kratos, the cryptid hunter, for for January. My mind is drawing a blank. Jotuns come <laughs> from Norse mythology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. It, <laughs> Jotunheim. I, I thought you were going to say they
1: were like from a specific place. In, <laughs>
0: yeah, Jotunheim. In the they place come with from the <Exactly>. No, the Jotuns or the giants in Norse mythology Come from Jotunheim Right Right. And these guys
1: may have been the Jotuns uh, But they had a particular affinity towards creating storms And Mm -hmm. blighting crops And causing plagues And that... Is actually how the Partholonians perished.
0: Yeah, the plague. They, plagues. they got struck
1: the... down by the Fomorian plague.
0: Yeah, wasn't it considered like to be a great purification thing? Yes.
1: Yeah. So the Fomorians were trying to purify Ireland and uh, wipe them off the earth, so that wipe wipe the uh, Partholonians off the earth so that they could have Ireland to themselves.
0: There is a lot of people, a lot of supernatural beings, I'm going to say, fighting over the Emerald Isles, y'all. Right. Why is that, you think? I don't know. I am, and you know, even considering all of the the research that was done today, we still have several questions that have yet to be answered.
1: Oh, my gosh. I think (laughs) I I ended with more questions than I, like, had answers.
0: Yeah. I was like
1: yes, we're going to talk about the furbogs and this is going to be awesome. And then funny the enough, it, the furbogs the- were like the least like, yeah. impressive thing of the whole
0: story. <laughs> really were. Really were. Like I'm jumping ahead of myself here and I keep wanting to like I know the blah, 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 blah. But I'm not going to tell you <laughs> because then it would be completely out of like sync here. But one, one of the questions that I had was, what i just asked why why was everybody all these supernatural beings drawn to the emerald isle themselves to to the great ireland okay for one two where did they originally come from because look here we found a lot of them you know that they broke up from ireland and went to other places which we're going to touch on but then they turned around and come back to ireland from said other places that they escaped from but where originally like, so, we can't, I can't figure out where originally they all came from. So I at least know
1: where the next invasion group came from. Okay. So, again, the second invasion, pretty much, I mean, they flourished for 300 years. That's respectable. And then, you know, they got wiped out. So there's not a whole lot to say about the Partholonians. No. They were a quick blip in history, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. There's not a lot there for those, those guys, unfortunately.
1: If you notice, we're kind of rushing through a few of these, the first invasions. That's because quite frankly, there's not much information there about them.
0: There really isn't.
1: Also, the amount of information coming up is so vast and so huge that spans so many centuries that Mm. that kind of is going to be the star of the show. So.
0: Yeah, these groups of people, okay, that we decided to like focus on in this podcast, it's a mess, y'all. It's a big old mess. Like they're coming, mm-hmm. they're going, they're they're coming back, and then they're hesitantly leaving, and then saying nah, and turning around and coming back, and it's a lot of like, well, y'all just pick a spot and stay there. <laughs> One group did. One group did. They were just like, I ain't coming back. This is some. This is some bullshit. I'm not coming back. I'm done
1: <laughs> okay, so moving to the third group, which we're going to talk about here.
0: Yeah, um, uh, we're not going to talk about the basic doom writers from the <laughs> Fomorians
1: because the Femori- they oh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna continue to talk about them yeah. because they continue to be a big thorn in everybody's side for many. many, many
0: yeah, they were mad at everybody, they didn't care, <laughs> and they were considered to be the personifications of the forces of nature, destructive elements, okay? So that's why they did like plague, a plague on all of your houses. That's what they literally did. And then right? they just waited like, for everybody to die. And they
1: took names like chaos and fear and now these tormentor, kind of, right? These are all translated <laughs> names. Phantom. But, like, come on.
0: <laughs> like Caesar face. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's not, we, you think we're playing. We're not. Like, they were formidable. They were scary. Yes.
1: yes. And so there was about 30 years where the Fomorians just kind of had Ireland to themselves. Yeah. And then the third invasion happened. And this one is the Namidians.
0: Mm, so, yes. Look here I'm going to put my little two cents in real quick Before you go into the history of them I do not like the king Nemid We, oh, would, yeah. we would come to blows My hands would be rated E for every king Like I'm coming <laughs> for you I don't care I don't like you dude Just letting yeah. you know I'm putting he, that out there
1: He was not the nicest of people and Or whatever they were there. And I'll let you expand on uh, what he did. But going oh, into okay. just the history part. The history so part. Yeah. the Namidians came from the West. Now, if oh God, you're looking at... I, I tell them what I
0: mean. Tell them the I, name I'm, of the West! I'm, I'm getting you know, to wait. it. Come on! You so, got to tell
1: them. <laughs> I'm getting to it. Say so, The Namidians came from the West. Now, if you look geographically the west is either northwest iceland or west west which is north america murka murka it was called the land of the dead
0: there's the other question i gave y'all two already here's the third question Why, <laughs> why why was north america referred to as the land of the dead the dead what <laughs> What right? dead things? <laughs> what are we living on top of? I'm going to need you to, you know, educate me right now and let me know what dead things are here. Are we the ones that start the zombie apocalypse? Right? Like, I mean, I need to know.
1: Has there been a zombie apocalypse in the way, way distant past? Well, like, oh, wh- oh, oh. I'm
0: just saying it would make sense considering what one of their powers is. I'm going ahead of myself, but I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: we've mentioned this land of the dead before in our previous podcasts. Um, I believe it was There Be Giants, actually. Ugh, there be giants and the land to the Iron west.
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, just totally <laughs> derailed. They did sail. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm going to mute myself for one time.
1: <laughs> the land of the west is or the, the land of the dead is this like crazy place I here's my theory as to why it was called the land of the dead because it was also known as the land of giants and clearly we have evidence of those giants all over our country right so Clearly they were there. And there are verbal records or, you know, passed down from um, the First Nation people that talk about these wars between the First Nation people and, you know, fighting against these giants. And there was a lot of death. So the land of the dead may have been named so because of that.
0: Yeah. So...
1: That also makes me wonder were the Namidians first nation people uh, Well oh
0: Nabbit, <laughs> you had to bring that up on, live on air where i can't even look <laughs> i can't even take a moment i uh, i mean just something for the brain pan just
1: something to stew over
0: do you know just, how much I, how many things are stewing in my brain already now, Extra ingredient, y'all. Just sprinkle it into the stew. You already got boiling.
1: And for the record, that just popped into my head like two seconds before I said it. So
0: oh <laughs> that makes sense. That's I mean, why they I got been. Nothing. that's exactly <laughs> I, why I got nothing. Yeah.
1: But no, seriously, like uh the if they were First Nation people, they that may be why. uh Why they had the abilities that they did. Because the First Nation people were known to communicate with the Great Spirit and have knowledge that was beyond understanding, right? And if those people were to have um, sailed their way east to the Emerald Isles, perhaps they were the Namidians. I don't know; just a theory, just throwing um, it out there.
0: That's a good. That's a good dang theory. Okay. I mean, that's a, it's good. Still don't like Nimid, by the way. Yeah, still and, don't like you.
1: You know, like him as a person. Yeah, I, I, I I'm with you on that one. Okay,
0: I'm all right. Look, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I don't like this dude. All right, <laughs> okay. We had the uh, Partholians colony that was just <laughs> bleh, eliminated. Okay. In this Mm -hmm. round of the Hunger Games, you are eliminated. They were done. (laughs) Okay. And then there was Nemid who came along and he was considered to be a hardy adventurer from the borders of the Black Sea. Okay. So he comes from, they don't know if it was by like the directions of an oracle or, you know, maybe it was just because he wanted to. We don't know. But he ended up going across the two seas. And went to what was described as the Wooded Isle. Okay. Cool. We we like adventures. We like going out and, <laughs> and seeing things. That's cute. And then there's a whole thing about how, like, one of the uh, old northern cities in Ireland, Armagh. And I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I'm going to, that's what how I'm going to say it, is we'll named after it. his wife. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. It actually means high field. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so far, so good. Looking good, looking good. Until you get to this part. (laughs) This is the part where it all goes downhill. Nemed decides to bring 1,000 followers to the island. Sweet, okay? And then he becomes, like, super ambitious and an unscrupulous, as they described him, chief. And he employed four artificers from the Formian Race okay, and it had them for more me four, five, blah, 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 <laughs> Fom- for for more. Me- Thank you. Race to build him four castles in four quarters of the island. Okay, on all four corners, there's a castle, there's a town.
1: Which, by the way, some of the ruins are still standing to this day.
0: Uh, that's right. So, these guys knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and he was like, Awesome, you guys are doing great. I love it but in order that no contemporary chief or king would possess piles of equal magnificence he had decided i'm gonna murder these guys after they complete these towers and guess what he did he murdered him he marked them just great this is wonderful the construction is fabulous I don't want anyone else to be as fabulous as me, so I'm going to destroy you. And they were <laughs> they you know, actually still know the names of the uh for, for, um, Why can I why can I not say this name? Fomorians. Fo- Thank fo- you.
1: Oh, which by the way, uh just for the record, not to get off track, but Fomorians, mm-hmm. uh the etymology of Fomorians is fo, which is the sea. Mm-hmm. or darkness, uh, and Morian, which is under. So these folks came from either under the sea or under the earth.
0: It reminds me of dark elves. Yes. That's what it reminds me of, only bigger. Right. Because they were like... Dark giants. elf giants. Yeah, dark elf giants. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of, okay? So anyways... The, the names have been preserved. The names of these Fomorians who built these four towers in the four corners of, of the island. Rog, Robog, Rodin, and Rooney. They four were the four R's. hmm <laughs> The four R's. Now do you see why I'm having issues, like, pronouncing things?
1: <laughs> oh, let me tell you. My, I, okay. So I ventured to the actual, Okay. I'm going to read this little first uh, part of this here. This text, found in both the Book of Leinster and the Book of Fermoy, is the core text of the mythological cycle of Irish literature. Uh, This version I present here is the first redaction found in the Book of Leinster. At a later date, I would like to add the Book of Fermoy uh, version, which has a number of differences. So this is the original text. This is like 1100 BC or 1100 AD or BCE, CE, not BC. That always confuses me now. Me Um, too. But like, it's all old English, like 1100 CE. Like, (laughs) It's very tedious. I I couldn't do it. After like two hours, my brain was turning into mush. So I had to stop
0: yeah it's it's extremely tedious so i mean if you don't like reading all the english texts i suggest you don't read this one
1: <laughs> <laughs> find the translated version yeah or the more updated version that has modern day english
0: right now i'm not the only one who sees uh Nemid here as a villainous villain of all repute he's a horrible man um there were other tribes that were just like, eh, I don't like what you just did, homie. That's not sitting right with me. We're going to yep. have to have a discussion. And they all got together in their long galleys, which is a boat. It's a type of boat. And they all selected Tory Island in the bleak northern sea as their rendezvous point. Okay. And they were all like, look here. We're going to, like, not deal with this in Timor so (laughs) that's what they did they they came over and they poured their hordes out on the thinly inhabited island and Nemid I mean even though he was he had a lack of moral sense he had no lack of animal courage as they put it and he engaged and defeated them in pitched battles until until they killed him because they did finally
1: well, and it didn't help that the tide came in and nobody noticed.
0: Yeah, nobody noticed <laughs> that the tide was coming in because they were all, you know, so focused on like not dying. Right. That they died.
1: So hard, hard. a lot a <laughs> lot of well, most of the uh Namidians died. I think Earth. there was only there was only what thirty that made it out alive.
0: Well, they started out in the hundreds of thousands. They got whittled right. down because of plagues from the Fomorians, plagues and dastardly deeds done in the dark. Haha, I said it. <laughs> and um, then they had this battle. I think there was only like two thousand, some odd hundred of them left. And then once they had this battle, there was only like thirty of them left. And they had to. Well, and they were just like, they got to get pull- out of here.
1: They pulled a dark knight from Monty Python and that yeah. just kept coming, even though they kept getting defeated over and over and over until they were literally whittled away to a stump. 30 people. Mm-hmm. Now, those 30 people left Ireland. They they just left. They were like, we're done, we're out, we didn't win, we gotta recoup, recover, and maybe we'll come back later. Yeah. And so, 10 of them went north, Ten of them went southeast, and then ten of them went way far south, and they became different types of peoples.
0: Three different types of peoples, by the way. Three.
1: Now, one of them was the furbogs, which we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The other ones were actually Britons.
0: Mm-hmm. And those and, were the peoples that decided, we ain't going back. We're fine. Just where we are. Thank you. Right.
1: <laughs> they were like, you know what? We're good here. We got land. We're we okay. got. Well, yeah. And then you had the other group. This one is Sooth's favorite.
0: The two of Yes. Yes. And they had a school. They had four cities that they were given because they ended up in Sweden, by the way. And they had four cities that they were given to start colleges in. And then those colleges, they taught people the magics, okay? Lots of different magics. And All whatnot.
1: the magics.
0: All the magics. All <laughs> the magics. It makes me so happy. So happy to hear to figure that out because I was just like always wondering where they came from because it's speculation. Some of them, you got them coming right. from uh, Avalon. Uh, some say it from under the ground. Um, that they were birthed that way. Uh, some say they were created by the magical cauldron from the goddess Danu. Um, and Danu actually wasn't tacked on to Tuath Day, which was what it was originally was, was Tuath uh until like the 1800s when it was finally accepted as the Twelfth Day Dana, which is the people of Danu, the goddess Danu. Right. Which
1: has, oddly enough, Egyptian origins.
0: That bum, blew my bum, mind. Bum. Because it's supported now. It's it's a controversy, y'all, By but it's supported now in some of the recent archaeological finds with in and around evidence. Ireland. Yeah. So and this is evidence supporting this. But go ahead. I interrupt because I'm so excited. But you, you tell them <laughs> know, what they I found. Know. And uh well
1: I was just gonna say who did they who did the Egyptians well what Egyptian uh famous individual made his way to Ireland? It was the moon god. The name, please.
0: Oh for, oh. for two hundred dollars. Oh, it starts with an H and I can't remember. Hold on, hold on. Please hold. Please hold. <laughs> Why I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I no. had it.
1: I can help you out if you need to uh, phone a no. friend.
0: No, I'll find it. I will find it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm gonna he say Kanshu. He is Thoth. Yes, but also Kanshu, K H O N S U. Um, is the, the Egyptian moon god. One he's, of the Egyptian moon gods. There's he's known by many several. names. Yes.
1: Khonshu, Thoth, uh, Hermes Trismegistus. Yes. That is the, such a name. Right? Oh. Well, Trismegistus means three times revered. Yeah. So um, it was such a good name, they said it three times. That's right. But uh, he was the original writer of the Emerald Tablets. Emerald mm-hmm. tablets, Emerald Isles. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So what have they been finding around these monolithic uh, stone constructions in Ireland?
1: Bones that you wouldn't think would be there. Out That's a baboon, pl- my friend. <laughs> Out of place artifacts.
0: Who parts? That's a baboon. Egyptian baboons. Yeah. So also also termed the Barbary ape.
1: Clearly, they are not native to Ireland. No, negative, my friend. So they were brought there, and yeah. So just to give a little quick history: uh, Thoth, Hermes Trismegistus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, he was originally from Atlantis. He was the well. He was one of the teachers in Atlantis, mm-hmm. and then he was reborn as Thoth, and basically reincarnation where he actually remembers his past kind of thing. Yeah, and re-, re contains all the knowledge and understanding of his past lives. So, that's a lot. That's a lot.
0: That's a whole lot.
1: And he's been around, around, around.
0: So all the way around
1: not to get off topic there but it
0: was a, <laughs> it was a very interesting
1: connection and even so much as um them naming it uh what is it what is it what is it um I'm trying to find it hang on
0: are we talking about the ape or are we ta- what are we talking about here
1: the pharaoh's daughter
0: oh ah Yeah, you're going to have to find that one. I can't remember it. And the reason why I can't remember it is because I couldn't pronounce it. So my brain was like, we don't need to know. Excuse me, microphone. Scotia. (laughs) There it is. Scotia. Yes. Reminded me a lot of uh, Scotland.
1: Right. But that's what I remembered. And Nova Scotia.
0: Yes. And Nova Scotia. And that's what made me remember the name. (laughs) 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 But that's what made me remember. But I couldn't remember the name, but I could remember like, oh, Scotland. Yeah. No, that's, I can remember those. I couldn't remember your name though. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. If you've listened to
1: our other podcasts, you'll, you'll notice a trend here. Global communication, global, like, societies. This yes. was not like every, not everybody was isolated and separated no. like we think they were. What everybody history was has talking. taught us.
0: Everybody. They were all talking. Everybody was talking with each other. They were having powwows and bonfires, and and drums and fire, fire and drums. Yeah. Everybody was doing the thing, and they were all like doing what we are doing right now in search of knowledge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We all want we want to know. I don't have time for sleep. I need knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. so the Britons, we they
1: became the Britons, like. <laughs> You know, Monty Python,
0: who are the right. Brits? We're the Britons. And it's not, there's no I-A-N in this one. It's literally Britons. Britons. Right.
1: B-R-I-T-O-N. Yeah. And it was actually named after, um I think, the remaining king, Britain. Mm-hmm. I think it was a man that was named Britain, and they his civilization became the Britons, which is now- Yeah.
0: And he yeah. was also uh it was um and I, I read this today, sorry to interrupt, it goes again with the Tuat Jana. Sure. Um Hearn. We've spoken about Hearn. We have the, the consort goddess, the goddess's consort, that one, that guy right there. He mm-hmm. and it was confirmed. I wish I could find the link. I think I linked it in the um in the Discord. Where we'll share he, that after. He named and gave the power to Robin Hood to free oh. the peoples. It was confirmed. I was like, "What? No. That's cool." Yeah, but I linked it in the in the Discord, so we're gonna have to show it. But it, it was—I thought that was really cool. We definitely have
1: to show that. Speaking yeah. of Discord. Uh... Our link to all of our social medias is on basically Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The link is our, what is it? Solo link. Solo link. I can never remember that for whatever reason. Solo. But that takes you to all the social medias um, and Discord is one of them. So.
0: You can join the Discord and you can see all the wonderful things that we talk about all the time.
1: And after every podcast, we link all of our information so that you can fact check and check it out and research for yourself. Yeah, shameless,
0: continue. Shameless continue plug. Knowledge. Shameless plug. We are <laughs> everywhere. You have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back to the Tuas <laughs> de Oh, yes. The State de Dienn. They all decided that they, for some reason, they've got these four magical things that were given to them before they left that was created in their colleges by the the Swedish people and the Norse people and all the people that attended these colleges, right? And one of them was a magical spear and another one was a magical cauldron, hint, hint. And um, there were two more. I can't remember the other two. There was a spear, a A cauldron, a a sword. Yes. Now, the... The spear.
1: And the stone uh, of destiny, right? The stone, right. The crying, the crying stone of destiny. Right. um, Which was also became the coronation stone in England until the Scots, I believe, um, snuck in and actually stole it back.
0: (laughs) Good for the Scots.
1: Right. So, yeah. And the, the sword, I believe, was a special sword that. Shown light. It was a very Excalibur-esque sword. That's what
0: I was about to say. And you know Excalibur isn't the original name of Excalibur, right? Correct. Right. So...
1: Now, this one is called the Sword of Truth. Yeah. That's the Tuade Danon uh, sword. Right. Sword of Truth. And then you had the spear, which was kind of like Odin's spear, interestingly Mm -hmm. enough, where... No matter where it was thrown, it always met its mark. It never missed.
0: I and want one the, of those. Right? I'm really, I'm really bad at aiming. Really <laughs> bad at aiming. So I need one of those. It's like a homing device. Just whoop.
1: now, That's the cauldron was probably the coolest thing in the like out of all four. It's the power of creation. It is literally the power of creation. Like you put food in, and then you take out all the foods. Like all foods. All oh, peoples. We put it, it, it's kind of the whole three fish, two loaves of bread thing, but in a cauldron, in a big soup. And basically, it fed everybody that it needed to feed. It right. never went empty. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was that. And then the crying stone or the coronation stone was actually, they said that. In Ireland, when the true king was to sit on the stone, the stone would actually cry out, uh, but they said that the stone lost its ability to do so when Christ was born, interestingly enough. They yeah, they I'm didn't expect those
0: Christian spins on stuff.
1: <laughs> well, no, they didn't.
0: <laughs> hey, <now. laughs>
1: I don't bash yours, you don't bash mine.
0: I'm not bashing, I'm just saying. I'm just saying there's a lot of Christian spins on things. There there's interesting twists.
1: Yes. And I find it very interesting because um you have it is interesting time convenient timing, interestingly enough. But christ and the druids were actually tied together very closely and Mm -hmm. i find it very interesting like we all know about the church we won't dive into that because the
0: church is a a whole nother podcast and don't none of y'all want to listen to me talk about that
1: that's a dark bag yeah (laughs) once you open it it could yeah so (laughs) that that's That's a whole organized religion aspect. Yeah,
0: that's the bad juju part.
1: But Christ was actually the cool dude. He was like, yeah, I'm 12. I'm going to go with my Uncle Joseph, and we're going to go to uh, Ireland, Scotland, England. We're going to check out the tin mines, and oh, yeah, I'm also going to teach the Druid's and have them teach me and share knowledge. And that is one of the um one of the theories that's out there and there is actually some pretty convincing evidence uh that that actually that he actually did that during those missing years of age 12 to 33. So he was mm. directly tied to the druids and in fact when he was crucified the druids several of them actually had a vision of the crucifixion and claimed that it was a dark day because christ had been crucified by his own people so shame it's a there shame. is there is definitely a connection there between the druids of ireland and scotland and england and christ which you know
0: well i mean uh, it's not, i'm not saying that it's not Possible because I mean we you know Egypt, right. Egypt is, is now <laughs> you know a part of Irish folklore now, and I think it's really cool that we've we have tied together Christ, an Egyptian god, Thoth,
1: <laughs>
0: the goddess Cesar, okay, who is also to be considered one of uh, Noah's granddaughters, um, and mythical beings and fairies all together mm-hmm. so we got we got sweden we got uh egypt we've got uh oh uh nazarene
1: americans
0: uh, americans <laughs> which we just happen to be the land of the dead i i'm just i still, still find issue my, with that <laughs> still, it that's, still boggles my mind a bit that's a really so,
1: unnerving feeling <laughs>
0: Like, we got all of them, D, all of the above, literally, all in there. And I think that's amazing to me that okay. they just weren't sitting around. And this is what happens, because then we've got the Tuath De Danon who get those four gifts, right? Because we totally got them. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there was the Britons who were just like, yeah, nah, we ain't coming. We're staying here. And they we did. Good. And then there was the uh, furbogs who, and I am saying the L, you just can't tell. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> who were basically turned into slaves in Greece
1: hence where they and, got their
0: name yeah the the men of the bag the bagmen or yes or the bagman because they were forced to carry bags of stone and bags of earth to basically walk around with this stuff just falling out of these bags to help make Greece pretty and yeah. uh be able to farm and all of that stuff It was a way
1: for Greece to control the population of the firbolgs because they Mm -hmm. were growing very rapidly and starting to concern Greece. That's right. And, yeah.
0: And then they were just like, you know what? I ain't doing this no more. So with their bags of stone and their bags of fertilizer, they were just like, I'm leaving deuces. And they did. So they left. And the Tuath stayed in and they left. And they all went to where? Ireland. Because they all of a sudden had this thing in them that was just like, you know what? I think it's time Ireland's
1: to go home. calling them home.
0: I think it's time to go home. I don't know why, and,
1: but we're going. And for the record, uh the Tua Dé and the Furbogs, they both left with numbers of ten. Mm-hmm. Ten each.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they all returned with like well over what one two thousand a couple thousand? Yep. Yeah. Several thousand. Now, I I would be remiss if I didn't. Describe how the Tuatha Dé Danon arrived, because oh, do it. Do it. Do it's it. so badass.
0: It, is, it really is. Tell them the thing, man. So
1: they're in their ships, right? Quote unquote ships. And I say that loosely because they landed on the mountaintops. Now, yes. they created, they summoned up a black fog that covered the entire... Island of Ireland so as so that they could sail around in the air and find their mountaintop. In the ships. They, in their ships. Yes. They land and then go, you know what? We're done. We're done traveling. This is our land, and we're not leaving. And they burned their
0: ships. So they didn't have any kind of temptation to leave.
1: Yep. And they came down the mountain and their leader met, they they could, what was it, they could like sense the other group that yeah. was there.
0: Because and they all, remember guys, we told you, they all came from the same peoples. Right.
1: They're all they magical went, peoples.
0: Yeah, they're all magical peoples. They came from the same peoples who escaped the savagery and the slavery that was put onto them by oh. I can't right. say what I want to say, but the bad guys. The, so they, left. they
1: were they were all descendants of the Namidians. Right. And yeah, they were they were in their flying ships. But going back to that, basically they met up. They they in this mist, they kind of the the De danon leader met up with the Furbog leader and they were like, Hey, you know what? Don't even worry. We got magic. We can beat these um, Fomorians. Like, we got this. With our and, druids. Right. And then the Firbolgs were like, well, listen, don't turn your... If the Fomorians were not an issue, don't ever turn your... Uh, your druid people. Yeah, on us. Because we got our druid people, too, and we know how to beat you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they had a small pissing contest and both uh-huh. decided, well, we're pretty even in how far we can both piss. So the enemy we won't of go my enemy is other. my friend. That's right. <laughs> and so
1: they worked together to push the Fomorians out of power. Um and Actually, they all got ended up getting subdued by the Fomorians for they a, did for a number of they years. They
0: did, but until guess who? Guess who? Guess who? Until guess who? Who? The Morgan, who was bigger, badder, and scarier. Yes, <laughs> and she came in and was like, "You know what? I ain't having this." My people aren't going to be in slavery. You ain't going to be trudging us around all over the place. This is ours. This is our land. And I am scarier and I am more badass than you are. So here I come. And it was like, knock out.
1: There's a reason she's considered the Irish goddess of death.
0: That's right. And (laughs) war. Because
1: she's scary.
0: She's a bad lady, y'all. And I'm saying that in all goodness. In Mm. all goodness. Because she is bad.
1: Now, once the Fomorians were basically pushed out, uh, the Firbolgs and the tuade, uh basically had no one to fight but each
0: other, and they did. And, and they got pushed underground. The tuwatha Danann got pushed underground, and that's how we have the Mound people, but the not from people. The, but not by the Firbolgs. No, not by the Firbolgs. The Furbogs, they actually pushed
1: the Furbogs off to a coastal island off the coast of Ireland. Yep. And their bloodline.
0: Didn't they go back to the Tory?
1: They may have, yeah. And the people can actually trace back their lineage to the Furbogs. Like, they are a legit people, and they actually have, like,. DNA that traces back to those old ancestors, which I think is really awesome. So, but then after the Tuadé had basically taken over Ireland, they ruled for a number of years. And then the sixth and final invasion came. And this is kind of where the last true invasion of people of Ireland happened. And it was the ancestors of the Gauls. Uh, they were the Milesians. And they were identified as direct ancestors of the Gauls and the modern and what are now modern day Irish. So That's they right. they are the current people living in Ireland. They have held the spot for the last thousand, two thousand years. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones that drove the Tuade Danan underground, yep. uh, and hence your fairy mounds. Yes. And the Tuade Danan eventually became known as the little people living beneath the hills and the stones, which, quite frankly, is a disservice to them.
0: It really is. In my is.
1: humble opinion, uh, they should not be underground. Or maybe, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't there to know what all of this craziness was like. So, you know, it's one of those things. But the um, the Milesians, they were the ones that ushered into, like, the Christian era of Ireland. And that, I believe, is actually what really drove the Tuadé Danann underground was... Uh, the belief in a whole other deity system.
0: Yeah. Like the Morgan.
1: Right. And here's,
0: you had a good theory about this too, about them knowing, already knowing how to go underground because it's, it's mentioned that they already knew how to live in mounds and how to go underground, even though they were mostly of the sky. And I thought your, your theory on that was very, it was valid. Tell them your theory about that. All right, so
1: on Wikipedia, if you look up the Tua de uh it's well, the Namidians, I should say, it actually mentions that the the group of Namidians that went north uh went to the north of the world, not necessarily to Sweden, Scandinavia, over there, but to the north of the world. Now We've done podcasts on this in the past, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the north of the world happens to be based on this theory, hollow, an opening to inner earth, and (laughs) no, not Santa.
0: (laughs) It's not Santa.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But the hollow hollow earth.
0: The hollow earth.
1: And... We know based on our previous explorations into the Hollow Earth that they are a highly advanced civilization mm. that, like, they just straight up use gold because eh, it's malleable. It's easy to work with. So they make everything, including their sandals, out of gold, apparently. Yep. So it gold. This was a very uh, wealthy, uh, very intellectually advanced people in inner earth. And Mm -hmm. if they were the ones that worked with the Tuatha Dé Danann to open these colleges and these schools of uh, higher magical learning, that would make a lot of sense. Because Mm -hmm. when they came back, they would be like, oh, well, I mean, we burned all of our ships, so we can't sail away. We can't fly away. So we're going to go underground and we know because we've been there before that there's a way to, to the underworld. So they built their fairy mounds and dipped out. Yep. That,
0: that makes me so sad though, because honestly, like no disrespect to Ireland and I have very, very high respect for, for your folklore and for your mythology, mythology, I say, and, Error quotations here okay (laughs) um if i were to ever find a a fairy mound goodbye goodbye (laughs) bye goodbye finding your way in uh right if i find a fairy ring i'm gonna touch it i know y'all are like don't do it it's bad juju (laughs) but for me it's just like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go now i love you all goodbye (laughs) i don't care if i'm danced to death okay I don't care if I I drink a little bit of that fey wine and I am gone, gone. I love you all. It was great knowing you, but I must go.
1: (laughs) Now, speaking of which, have you ever, and I'll ask this to everybody because this is just a really good book series. All right. Mm. Have you ever read the book or the series called the iron druid series?
0: um i think i read like the first book but i haven't read anything after that only because oh, i have the attention oh. span of a gannet. so I, I and yes fully i meant to understand. say the g and the silent g <laughs> the gnat yes i
1: fully understand it's just that. like can, i can sympathize with that <laughs> i i i feel very much the same issues uh but if you ever get a chance to read the rest of them oh they are incredible plan, incredible
0: as soon I mean, as, as I get my attention span back, which may be never, but I'll try.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Irish wolfhound by just alone is incredible. Uh, I
0: love Irish wolfhounds. Have you seen one of those mofo's in real life? Oh yeah! Holy oh yeah. crap balls, Batman! They're he the largest. On, yeah, he was standing on all fours and he was still looking me in the eyeball. Uh, don't take into account that I am a shorty. Okay. We're not gonna go. I was gonna there.
1: say uh look I here. mean
0: <laughs> look here, hold on now. Hold on.
1: Pretty sure my parents doch could look eye to eye with you.
0: <laughs> not, not the uh, wiener dogs.
1: I jest, I jest. But
0: <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> oh my god. I, I am know. that small. If if you ever word. get
1: a chance to read it, I mean you've got Loki. In this series, you've got the entire Norse pantheon, which I find hilarious because he plays pranks on all of them.
0: That's fabulous.
1: He's like, oh, Dionysus? Yeah. So, uh... Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Look, it would be really awesome if Loki and Dionysus became besties.
1: Okay. No, no, no. See, Loki is a nightmarish, terrifying being in this series, Um. He, he's very angry for being chained to a rock and eaten by mm. vultures repeatedly.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. He's in so, that era of Loki. I get yeah, that. Yeah, he,
1: he's on a warpath in bringing about Ragnarok. But, I mean, the, the shenanigans that go on in this book series are incredible. Like, oh, let me take this golden apple from this deity and blame it on that deity and... Like he straight up takes uh, a an article of clothing or something from Dionysus, right? Uh-huh. And he he steals these golden apples because he was given a quest by a witch to steal these golden apples from. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it's one of the <laughs> two I did. And I, I can't remember what it is. Right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> steals a, steals a golden apple and then blames Dionysus. So then Makes this sense. this goddess is after this god, and he he's like pitting different pantheons against each other until they all figure out who actually did it and then they all come after him. See it's
0: Loki's hilarious. got Loki's good at being the trickster, right? He's good at that, but he's when it comes to like the finish, <laughs> he's entirely too open-ended. You need to, Loki, my my friend, you need to finish the whole thought, okay? Yeah. We need to finish the whole thought, because one of these days I would like to see something actually come to fruition for you. like.
1: <laughs> well, and preferably not Ragnarok.
0: Not that one. Not that one. Okay? Let's,
1: let's not finish that plan.
0: But, I mean, <laughs> I would really like to see Dionysus and Loki become besties, though, because that... the hilarity that would ensue oh yeah i'm here for it
1: so in this book series you've got the iron druid which i can't remember his name and then you've got he's got a pet who is an irish wolfhound who he has learned to communicate with telepathically and the irish wolfhound is absolutely hilarious he wants a harem of poodles um he is incredible and then you've got the morrigan She's in the series. Um she's got a thing for the Iron Druid. And I can see it. I can see it. There's a lot of really cool stuff. So the whole series is fantastic and it all touches the the writer is really 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 well versed on his uh pantheon knowledge mm. of all the different pantheons. So I like it. Highly highly recommend. One of my top I would say my top three book series of all time.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up so that I can read it. I've got so many books that I need to read right now. Like you don't, y'all don't want (laughs) to see what my dresser looks like. I have two dressers in my, in my bedroom and both of them have no room. I need bookshelves. (laughs) Like really a bookshelf. (laughs) I I need, I need more than one bookshelf. Okay.
1: (laughs) Start a library.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's what I want to do. I, w- I want to be able to put all of my, my interesting things all together. I feel like I need a cave for all of my shinies to go into. Hobbit hole. Yes, a little hobbit hole or something. <laughs> Give me my own mound. It'll be a wealth of knowledge from everywhere. <laughs> anyway thank you everyone for joining us tonight for our mythology and lore and history of ireland i'm sure we could go much much longer in all of the research that we found today and maybe we will on another time in another place but not tonight because we've reached our limit and we are done and some of us are old and we got to go to sleep okay (laughs) so i'm tired i don't know about y'all but i'm tired and i'm ready for bed so thank you you
1: for joining us I've been reading Old English all day, so I'm I'm cooked. I'm fried.
0: I'm done. (laughs) We are done with the Old (laughs) English for today. So, again, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to grab your whoopee and your salt and a check under the bed for the boogeyman because – we just—that's just not something we want. Or bed bugs—you don't want that either. Mm. Wait. <laughs> I had a bad experience. <laughs> it's not good. We're not going to talk about. It. We ain't going to talk about. It. We don't have to go into uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. But thank you so much. Don't forget to join us this Friday for the Paranormal Umbrella as we continue, uh, dear Krypton Hunters, the Creepy Pasta. We will be doing episodes seven and eight to bring you on the continuation for that one. And don't forget to join us next Wednesday for another wonderful cryptid or goddess or demon or what have you. Um, Yeah, for, for that on PCPS. So thank you so much. And we hope to see you then. Have a good night, everyone.